With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Mike, the special Halloween edition tonight. I guarantee to scare all of you with the wide receiver, I'm going to tell everyone is a must start this week. I'll tell you who next on Red vs. Blue. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to another primetime edition of Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. Listeners are always encouraged to join the fun in the live chat room. Those guys always have a blast. It's a full house already. Or call us live and be part of the show by dialing 347-324-5404. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, as always, with a Bailey's in hand, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. Now, many of you know me as Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio is a show designed to give Fantasy football fans everywhere, one last look at the matchups and decisions that lie ahead in just two days' time. Now, we're just a couple of average guys, one Louisville fan, one Kentucky fan, uh, who love NFL fantasy football. And for one hour, we hope to entertain you with guest interviews, strategy, and discussion. Tonight and always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host. It's an honor to present over the waves of the online world, a great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, it's week nine. You still alive in any of your leagues? <laughs> Happy Halloween to everybody out there, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're having a great time. Uh, we're looking for uh, a lot of great things that's going to come on the show. And, uh, you know, we've been able to uh, get a lot of great guests and uh Make a lot of things happen. Uh, we're, uh, it comes down to uh, it comes down to a lot of things when we're talking about uh, what goes on about fantasy football. This is week nine. I mean, this is week nine. It's time to make things happen, and uh, we've been 
bitten by the injury bug. Some of you have, some of you haven't. Um, it just boils down to uh, the draft and how you go about it and how you go about, uh, you know, picking things. And, Scott, you're very, very good. And over the years that I've been going to uh, Chicago with you, you're very good about uh, dissecting who might get hurt, who might not get hurt, and uh, this and that. But, uh, we're, you know, we've got a lot of good guests ahead of us uh, to figure out what's going to happen and uh, what might happen throughout the next four or five weeks because we've got a lot, we've got a lot, in, a lot in front of us. Don't you think, Scott? Well, we do, and you know what? The chat room is already buzzing with uh, questions with who do I start. We've already got uh, from NFFCGG, uh, that might be Mr. Gordon Gecko. is Antonio Pittman the free agent pickup of the week? Uh, Mike, we're going to be we're talking about the St. Louis Rams later. Do you want to uh, let uh, Gordon what you think what you what you think about that one? But Stephen Stephen Jackson, he's uh, apparently he's uh, still questionable, possibly out uh, for a second week in a row. And Antonio Pittman looked awful good last week. Uh, we are going to talk uh, about uh, him and what uh, what lies ahead, but. Uh, just looking at his stats, he stepped in nicely last week, 19 carries for 83 yards, and he's he's also an option uh, for the dump pass for Bulger, a, a nice little safety valve there, three receptions for 25 yards. So uh, in, a, in a game against the Patriots, uh, he, he stepped in nicely. So uh, I don't know if you call him the uh, the pickup of the week, but uh, he'll definitely be somebody that we'll want to keep our eye on as the uh, as the as the week uh, gets closer here to, to game time. But, uh, Mike, I tell you, I just want to say I'm having an absolute blast as well. You know, um, last week we had big news announcing that we had joined the Fantasy Sports Channel. And, uh, well, this week, the biggest news of all, uh, deals were finalized with Apple's iTunes. Uh, people all around the world will be listening to Red vs. Blue and all the shows uh, on the Fantasy Sports Channel, streaming radio live through iTunes. Uh, that's just amazing. We have Mark Ronick to thank for that. He's doing a fantastic job with the channel. We're very proud of him and all that he's doing for all the broadcasters. Yeah, great job, Mark. I mean, that, that, that's awesome. I mean, just to be able to have the opportunity to uh, reach out to other people and, uh, uh, you, you know, make them aware of what's going on and make everybody aware of the fact that we're doing good stuff and uh, Mark has made it, uh, I mean, he's made it happen. He really has. He's doing a fantastic job for us. Now, Mike, we're again absolutely loaded this week. Our Special guest tonight is Dave Gerzak, one of the co-founders of the Fantasy Football Players Championship. He's having a fantastic year uh, in two high-stakes events. Uh, could win them both. Could win the big prize. Uh, we have our players prop guru, Alex Kaganowski, uh, joining us later tonight. He was on fire last week. And uh, hopefully we have our uh, reigning Survivor Island champ, John Wright, uh, all going to join us tonight. Now, as always, listeners are encouraged to call in, ask for lineup advice, and can reach the show at any time by calling 347-324-5404, or come on in and join the live chat room. There's always great conversation going on there, and uh, fire away with your questions there. We'll try, your best to, uh, we'll try our best to get to all of them. Looks like we have uh, some more uh, talk about uh, sneaky pickup of the week. Uh, Devin Thomas, uh, picked him up uh, one of, uh, let's see, that's Gordon again. Gecko, two high-stakes leagues, picked him up for the sole purpose of blocking the Moth owner's uh, from having all time to go to Monday night if, if Moss sits. What do you think about that? Uh, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know what? you got to do what you got to do. Uh, 
when you're a fantasy owner, and uh, we'll touch on uh, another uh, subject later in the show. And I hope everybody uh, sticks around for uh, you know tanking and uh, whatever like that. But uh, you know you got to do what you got to do. Uh, pick up the player that player or players that are going to you know fit for your team, and then go from there. What do you think, Scott? Well, I think we're going to get right to it. the National Football League. Let's look at what happened in Week 8 that will hopefully tell us what will happen uh, in Week 9. The significant fantasy news that uh, I guess is going on, Mike. Uh, We've got a lot going on. Winslow's back in action, I think, this week. Witten, Jason Witten, the star tight end of the NFL. uh, Apparently he's out, and Martellus Bennett is possibly uh, getting the start this week. The Giants obviously have a – they've been tough against the tight end position there, so – Let's uh, let's see what he's all about. Palmer's out again. He may be out uh, indefinitely. Larry Johnson out again. Uh, Mike, interesting. Guess who led all receivers in targets last week with 16 uh, targets? I bet you can't guess it. Daryl Jackson. <laughs> the guy we keep uh, trying to start. No, uh, not him. Anybody in the chat room? Uh, Led the league uh, in re- in targets last week with 16. Uh, Butterburger Jones, Matt Jones, wow. uh, the guy he's suspended and he's still playing, so uh, he's a must start. He's a must start. 16 targets. Roddy White on fire again with 15 targets. Four straight games, gang of double digit targets. Four straight games of double digit targets for Roddy White. And uh, Matt Ryan connection, he's a, he's definitely a must-start. Another guy you want to keep your eye on is Steve Breston in third Absolutely. with 14 targets. you got to take note of Steve Breston, gang, uh, regardless if Bolden is out, apparently, uh, still in that game with 14 targets. Koch with 13. Uh, nice to see him back. He was a game-time decision for a lot of folks. And I guess you were right, Mike. Uh, you said it last week. Frank Gore with 13 targets as well. Singletary loves him some Gore. Even when he even when he does the moon, even when he does the moon at halftime, Singletary loves Gore. Gore, Gore, Gore. Well, a quick look at the games uh, this week. Um, well, last week you had the Bears, the Broncos, the Packers, and the Vikings all on by. Uh, Baltimore and Oakland, uh, big lock of the week there. Uh, we definitely called that one 100%. Baltimore 29, Oakland 10. Rice uh, chipped in again with 64 yards on eight carries. Uh, he's, he's three receptions, 37 yards. He again continues to uh, spell McGahee on third down and continues to make big plays. If McGahee goes down, uh, he's an instant star at this point in the season. McGahee 23 carries on, uh, for 58 yards. Uh, just not impressive against an Oakland team that usually allows a ton. Uh, McLean is not startable right now. Right now, I think everybody uh, was hoping uh, when you picked him up that, that he may uh, be able to do something, but uh, he'll likely get the unexpected touchdown here and there. Very hard to start him. Heap is definitely unstartable, two for 17. I know everybody is somber if you are a Todd Heap owner this year. It's just not going well. Uh, Oakland, you've got McFadden with turf toe once again, uh, only this time it's on his left foot. Uh what, what can you say about him? Nothing else really to speak of in that game. Jamarcus made a few big plays. Um, 
he did air it out a little bit to uh, the Shylands kid and Zach Miller, but other than that, nothing really to speak of. Baltimore, Baltimore really put it to him. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get a couple more uh, highlights of last week's games before we get to our interview. But uh, the Arizona Carolina game that was a uh, that was a week of full of stats. What a slugfest of fantasy stars that was. Warner with his with a huge game, 381 yards. He aired it out 49 times, two touchdowns. Uh, we already said Steve Breston, nine uh, receptions, 91 yards, fifth seven for 115. And then you had Bolden in his return, nine for 63 and two touchdowns. Uh, he also had that early run for 30 yards. I was looking at that all day and saying, man, there's an extra three points uh, three points for him. Uh, it's glad to see him back. Uh, running game was absolutely anemic uh, against Carolina. They really shut him down. Edron James, seven for 17. Hightower, six for three, though he did have a touchdown and a couple catches. And then you had the star, D-Will. He was on a lot of benches last week, I'm sure. 17 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. It looks like D-Will finally uh, getting this thing figured out. Uh, Steve Smith, five catches, 117 and two, including that long uh, catch tiptoeing down the sideline. Uh, DeLone with a solid day, 248 and two. Uh, I called that, but I think uh, I think one of the decisions there that you had was DeLone and Warner, and I guess, uh, I guess Warner was the play. Yep. Yeah, Warren was play there. We had uh, the Tampa Bay-Dallas game. It was a defensive struggle. Neither team moved the ball very well at all. Antonio Bryant, 6 for 45. I had him in a, a WCFF lineup. I think we all expected more out of that against Dallas. Uh, pretty much we always start wide receivers against Dallas. Galloway returned, uh, and he chipped in 3 for 38. Still think he's somebody that's uh, sitting on the bench unless you absolutely need it. Uh, Ernest Graham, 17 carries for a measly 42 yards. Uh, but he always gets those catches, four catches for 22 yards. Da-da, da-da. <laughs> you got to like that. Marion Barber, uh, 25 carries. They pounded him, uh, only 71 yards, but he chips in also, six catches, 29 yards. You get that extra 10 points off of the uh, dump pass. He um, ran hard in that game, Scott. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to jump in real quick. He ran really hard, and uh, they knew they had to get something done there uh, because – there wasn't much going offensively, but uh, Marion Barber kind of made it happen in that game because Brad Johnson's not going to. So I, I was really impressed by the way uh, Marion Barber uh, and the offensive line kind of tried to help take care of uh, Brad Johnson, Scott. Crafty Balky has a uh, comment in the chat room. Should Hightower be started ahead of Edge now? And we're going to answer that question, Crafty. Just stick with us here later in the show. We have uh, the answer to that question coming up. Um, Otherwise, in that Dallas game, Owens, 5 for 33. Owens owners, if you drafted Owens in the first, uh, in the second, I know I saw I saw some several uh, several leagues Owens drafted in the first. Owens owners really feeling the Brad Johnson effect right now. Roy Williams shows up 2 for 10 in a touchdown. And, and of course, the biggest news of all, Witten goes down. Without Witten, uh, it's really a big question mark there of how, how that offense, it's going to have to be the Marion Barber show. Uh, Washington and Detroit. Washington, uh, 25 winners. Uh, Detroit, 17. Campbell threw for 328 and a touchdown. He's always looking solid. Moss with another huge day. Uh, the guy goes from 0 to 10 uh, week to week. Nine catches, 140 yards and a touchdown. Cooley solid as usual, 6 for 74. Um, Portis leading the league with another 100-yard game, folks. 24 for 126. His fifth straight game over 100 yards. He's making a candidate for MVP. Only if you win. 
Calvin Johnson, four for 57. That's true, Mike. And a touchdown for Calvin. Sean McDonald, five for 68. Now, interesting about Detroit, Sean McDonald was targeted more than Calvin, actually eight times to Calvin's six. And, and I guess we shouldn't be comparing the two. It should actually be McDonald or Fury and if you need it in an emergency. But Fury would ha- uh, only had five targets that game. He didn't even put up a single catch for us uh, in an FFC. We, we started him as our wide uh. three there. Took the goose egg. Kevin Kevin Smith, I almost said Kevin Jones, continues to be ignored uh, with carries on first and second down, uh, but gets seven receptions for 50 yards. Uh, and Rudy gets uh, 21 carries or 21 yards on eight carries and a touchdown. Um, it's I just a question mark there. <laughs> Looks like the coaching staff is letting Orlovsky throw 21 for 35, 223 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike, I don't want to go through all these. We don't have time tonight, but uh, okay. real quick. Well, I'm, I'm just going to, uh, you know, just to break down a little bit uh, out of all that you covered, Scott, uh, I'm very intrigued about the fact that Baltimore stands out. Uh, you know, the Raven team, they're doing everything, and it's very impressive. Uh, also, Carolina had their backs against the wall in that game uh, with Arizona, and that's a very good Arizona team, and I don't think people realize how good they are. But Carolina always finds a way to win this year, and that is so important, uh, especially when it comes to, uh, I mean, we're halfway through the year, and finding a way to win means a lot. Fantasy-wise, I love DeLome and Steve Carolina Smith. Uh, This combination is solid and should help any team that has any one of the two. I really believe that. Um, It might be old school, but that's just the way it is. As far as youngsters, Steve Breston. Steve Breston in uh, Arizona, he loves catching the ball from uh, Kurt Warner. So uh, I, I just see I, I see those three players uh, making an impact. And as far as uh, looking down the road, uh, Carolina, they look pretty tough in the NFC along with, uh, along with the Giants. But, uh, Scott, uh, what we got going on next, man? Uh, we've got the chat room buzzing. Uh, King Queen shows up for us. Nice to see him here. Uh, Mafiaso, uh, another friend of the friend of the show here. We've got a, a, a lot going on. Buffalo Miami game. Lee Evans studly as usual last week. Seven for 116. Uh, I tell you what, with Reed out this next game, look for James Hardy, the rookie, to get even more playing time. Uh, he was out there over 30 times uh, last week, and I'm predicting the score this week against the Jets secondary. Uh, who give up the fifth most passing yards in, in the league per game. I really liked what I saw from uh, Edwards uh, to Hardy. And uh, just seeing what Hardy can do, he can go up and get the ball, and he can definitely go up and get it against the uh, against the Jets. Pennington, uh, another huge day, 314 yards and a touchdown. Ginn is the story, I guess. Seven receptions for 175. If you could have got him in your uh, – I know he was dropped in several leagues. He went for a couple hundred in our NFFC league this week. And then the big man. Okay. Go ahead. Wait, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question on that, Scott. Uh, he uh, he had a big game last week. What's in store for the next two weeks? Does he continue having those big games, or are we talking about uh, one, two points for the next two weeks? Because we've seen that happen over and over again. When you pick somebody up, they end up not doing much in, in the following week. Well, you're right about that, Mike. A lot of these guys are up and down, but uh, if you want to get there, uh, if you want to go there this week, they're playing at Denver, and uh, this is a road upset alert, okay? Ted Ginn is a must-start against that defense without Champ Bailey. They are absolutely awful. Uh, Ted Ginn's a must-start. He's going to rack it up. 
start Ronnie. What Brown. about Greg Camarillo? Yards. Uh, he'll get his too. I would imagine. You know, he's a he's a five or six uh, type of target guy. Uh, you know, he's he's going to get his. But uh, Ted Ginn, uh, you know, this is what we were seeing in the preseason, and and I think we've just seen the glimpses. Uh, if Pennington can get him the ball, he's going to make the plays, and uh, that's what we're waiting for. Hope he doesn't throw up a goose egg for you. He's burned me before. He might do it again. So uh, the mess I was going to talk about there was Ronnie and Ricky. It's it's officially a mess again. Just when you thought Ronnie was a must start, you enter Ricky Williams, and, and it's a cluster. So. Uh, the St. Louis yeah. New England game. I was really enjoying this game. Uh, I, I was I was really hoping to see the Rams pull the upset, and it was uh, the Avery 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 show. Uh, I have Alex Kaganowski to thank for that play. He uh, he said Al, uh, Avery was a must start. Six for one sixty three and a touchdown. Uh, Holt uh, three for twenty eight. He's averaged uh, well no three for twenty eight. He's he's just uh, he's he just fell off the he's fell off the planet. Uh, he's aged five years in one off season, apparently. <laughs> kind of like Randall L. You you don't know what you're going to get though. He he could explode for you know thirty fantasy points in one week and get one the next. Yeah, you know we've got more games to go through, but I tell you what, we are we are past our time here. Uh, we've got the uh, our special guest here tonight, the number four overall in the NFFC Challenge, the National Fantasy Football Championship. Uh, they have a 12-team event and a 14-team event uh, vying for a top prize of a million dollars. We have Dave Gerzak, the co-founder of the FFPC. Uh, we hung out in Chicago before the draft, and, and Dave, I told you then, I'm grabbing Barber at number four in your event. Now, you thought I was crazy then. You you still think I'm crazy? No, man, that was a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your success this year, man. What's your team look like in NFFC here? Uh, it's doing pretty well. Um, you know, last week I had a real struggle. I, I, was, I was missing my first, second, third, fifth, and sixth round picks due to bye weeks, and I have um, Santonio Holmes who was smoking some weed, so I, he had to sit out. But um, I still put up 112 points, so I fell down a little bit, but I was actually pretty happy about that, and now I'm back to almost full strength this week. Well, and you've got uh, you, you had the sixth pick in the NFFC draft. You started off with Steven Jackson. I'm going to just run down the team for for all the listeners. Steven Jackson came back with Brandon Marshall. You got the third round reversal, obviously in NFFC. Uh, you hit San. You came back with Santonio Holmes. <laughs> Sorry. Follow that back up with Brandon Jacobs, Ricky Williams, Bernard Berrien, uh, Owen Daniels, and Kevin Walter. And that team was uh, undefeated. Uh, until this past week? Yeah, it was uh, 7 0 until this past week, and we uh, just lost. Also, got Kurt Warner in the 10th round, and obviously, Warner's been uh, a huge uh, a huge success for us. At that time, uh, Warner and uh, they were just getting to the point of announcing Kurt Warner as a starter, and they hadn't officially done so, but we felt really confident that they were going to announce him as a starter. Yeah, and I and I noticed that uh, you landed Kurt Warner in both leagues, so that's your uh, that's your common player. Uh, well, actually, you had several common players, guys. Look at this. This is how you go about and win several leagues. You find guys to target, you go after them, and you, no matter what the price is, you pay it. Uh, Dave landed Kurt Warner, Stephen Jackson, Brandon Marshall, and the Philadelphia defense. Uh, four big time plays uh, there that have uh, put you in the top. Uh, so what do we say here? Number four overall. Um, in in the NFFC Challenge, you were yeah, uh, combined events, uh, yeah, fourth overall. Combined combined overall, and if if you have the winner come from uh, the NFFC and the NBC Challenge, uh, that 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 prize winner uh, wins a million dollars. Now it might sound a, a little off, but the way you do that 
is by by picking similar players uh, on you know on those teams, and it gives yourself at least a shot uh, when that time comes. So <clears throat> let me roll down this NBC uh, team. Uh, this is the team that you uh, you had the four pick, and Steven Jackson fell to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about where he was going at the time. He just come out of that holdout, so he was um, here on the four pick. Right, that's right. And then Brandon Marshall again in the second. And uh, this is the interesting combination here. You went Brandon Marshall and Steve Smith. Now, Dave, if that strategy works off, people are going to be talking about that. That's the that's the strategy that uh, you weren't afraid to pull the trigger on because both those guys had those suspensions. Yeah, I took almost a whole minute to make that pick after I took Marshall in the second. Um, you know, I, there was a big drop-off after Smith. I, you know, Steve Smith's my favorite NFL player. I love the guy. But, you know, obviously I didn't feel like having to bench my top two receivers week one and then my, you know, my number two receiver or even my number one, if you could call Smith that, at the time, um, you know, week two. So it worked out, though. I'm really, I'm, obviously I love having those two guys, two number one receivers, um, to, you know, to, to really show my squad, uh, show the story there. Yeah, hey, Dave, uh, this is Mike. How about uh, D'Angelo in uh, round seven? That was sweet. Well, you know, I was really uh, I was happy to get him, and, I, you know, I felt just like most people that Jonathan Stewart was going to come in and, uh, you know, take the starting job. I know Fox always loves to give the veterans a chance, but I thought this year would be different than Stewart would take it. But, again, there was a big drop-off after Williams. It was just a bunch of, you know, kind of crappy guys after that. So I'm like, well, I'll just give it a shot. And uh, he's really done well. I mean, I couldn't be more pleased with the way that D'Angelo's been playing. That's a That's nice pick. Uh, yeah, he's 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 made a lot of fantasy owners happy this year. Uh, Dwayne Bowe in the fifth, Tony Gonzalez in the sixth. Two Chiefs there, and uh, well, you've got quarterback uh, issues that are that are uh, kind of leaning on those guys. But uh, Ernest Graham in the fourth. Uh, <clears throat> he's a guy that has actually put up just consistent, steady points. You know, somebody that's going to get you somewhere between ten and fifteen a week, and and maybe on a on a good week like this week, maybe he can get you twenty or twenty five. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are terrible. <laughs> Sounds like you have a cold like me. Dave, um, yeah, man. <laughs> what's, uh, what's it going to take? Uh, what, you, you said the NBC team is your, is your favorite here. What's it going to take uh, to keep rolling here? It, just avoiding the injury bug, or do you, are, you, are you counting on a, a pickup to uh, fill in a gap here, or what, what, what else is going on with this team? Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to avoid injuries. Um, you know, I have Brandon Jacobs in the NFFC. I'm concerned that he has you know, a tougher schedule coming up. Um, so hopefully he, uh, you know, keeps producing. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, keep on, you know, staying staying away from the injuries, getting the wins. And uh, to me, in the NFF, well, the NBC event, it's just getting to that week 12. After you get past the first 11 weeks, um, all you have to do is be in the top six of scoring to get a W. So I don't think that should be too hard if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm up there at that point. And uh, I don't know, it's been a fun ride, and hopefully everyone stays healthy and they keep going. Well, we're excited to see it, man. It's uh, it's it's nice that we uh, we got a chance to hang out again. We always uh, try to get out and have dinner uh, the night before the NFFC draft, and we had a good time again. Uh, once you found your uh, hotel reservation, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was we'll, uh, that was a lot, that was a lot of fun, Dave. But uh, I tell you what, uh, I love the uh, I love the preparation you put into it, and. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, you have the passion and uh, the pride about what we do as well, and uh, it's just a lot of fun to have you on the show. Oh, thanks a lot, guys. You know, the Weber Grill is a good place, by the way, anywhere in Chicago, Weber Grill. Good dinner there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, had, I won't forget it. It was good. They were trying to sell us the uh, salmon, or what was it? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what it was. <laughs> 
You know, I've, uh, I, t- I tell you what, this is actually segueing in nice, uh, Dave. We've got uh, Alex Kaganowski, the, uh, our player prop guru here, uh, and your, uh, your co-partner there in uh, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Alex, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, Good to have you on, man. <laughs> hey, Dave, you, boy, you are Mr. Excitement tonight. Oh, my God. Woo. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> Am I boring? Am I boring you? I apologize. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> now, wait till, wait till the question I have for you guys. <laughs> well, yes, Obama's you know, going to kick the shit out of McCain. <laughs> oh, no, no politics, please. <laughs> no, it's not tank. We'll get on to it. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> hey, the last time we were this close, guys, uh, we were all together. I think we were stuck in an elevator in Vegas, you guys, uh, for about an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, we, we, we won't go there, but, uh, man, I've got both founders to the Fantasy Football Players Championship on the show at the same time. Guys, um, we've got a question for you. We've been dying to ask it. You guys claim to be four players by players, and Mike and I have an issue we'd like to discuss with you. Mike? Yeah, um, i got to ask both of you, what's your take on tanking? Uh, it's been a huge subject, and it's happened in our NFFC league uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, matter of fact, it started week, uh, I believe it was week six. And it's really disrespectful to everything that you guys are trying to do and what we're a part of. Um, owners that are starting somebody that's on a buy, owners that are starting a player that obviously is not going to play. Um, if you are a, a running everything as far as the league goes, would you have them back even though they're putting putting up the 1500 or the 1700 or 2000 or whatever it may be because we we ran into that. So I'm going to open that up to the floor for you guys. Wow, you can't have any uh, something easier for us. <laughs> That's, Dave, you want to take this one, or because uh, uh, I don't know. No, go ahead. You're uh, no, you're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at it. All right. Well, that's a pretty good one, guys. Uh, thanks for letting us know that uh, you know something like this is coming. All right. Well, let me give it a try. Uh, we've all played this. Uh, the high stake in the high stake uh, contest for many years, and, and the one thing I think we all know is that this is going to happen. Um, and, and we know it, it happened in every single contest. Sometimes it happens a week six. Sometimes it happens a week ten. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but for the most part, it will happen, and it does happen. I think the best remedy for it, the best remedy for it, is to keep uh, owners and teams involved as long as possible. So I think we'll probably all agree in, in that statement. Uh, as long as owners are involved, uh, meaning competitively, they're going to submit lineups, they're going to pick up uh, uh, players. So what we did is, to, well, my, the first part of my answer is, what we did is uh, we formatted our, our uh, contest to have four teams making the playoffs out of 12. So what that means is we, we gave more people, more teams a chance to be competitive deeper into the season. So, I mean, if you take a look at every single league, every single FFPC league, 
I would say, I, I think you could safely say that eight out of 12 teams in every league has a legitimate mathematical chance at one of those four, cha- four spots. And I, and I think in some leagues, even as many as 10 teams have a legitimate chance going into week nine. So, you know, if you have eight or nine or 10 teams competitive in week eight, you know, those teams most likely, I would think, are going to be submitting lineups and picking up players. Now, what are we going to do about the ones that don't? I mean, am I going to kick them out? That's a, you know, that's a, that's a tough position for us to take, to say, look, you know, you're not going to start a player. We're going to kick you out. I mean, I think the first thing we need to do is give them a chance. I think we could email them. We could, you know, maybe call them and say, look, you know, it's important that you start a lineup. It's important that you, that you uh, are, are, can continue to be competitive. If they right. fail to do so after our request, well, at that point, maybe we could say, look, guys, you know, we're going to keep you on a watch list or something. But to say that, you know, you don't submit a lineup or if you do it more than once or if you do it more than twice, you know, we're not going to uh, allow you to come back the following year. I think that's a little bit of a harsh position. Uh, I'm not sure if that, if that's something that's that's good for uh, for anyone. Quite 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 honestly, I, well, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Alex, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, it's it's kind of harsh, uh, you know, when I'm talking about it because uh, Scott and I we we had a win uh, two weeks ago. Uh, from a guy that basically he he submitted a lineup that had no validity whatsoever. Uh, two were on a bye, one was hurt. We knew it was hurt, and uh, you know I'm like you know I like to win, but I would like to win against a you know a formidable lineup. And uh, right. but do you do you allow those guys back in the league? And uh, right. Dave, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give this one to you too. I mean. If they fold up, if they tank it, if if they just quit, I mean, you know, they may have uh, they may have done well the first couple weeks and then quit. You know, what what do you think about it? So you're saying if someone, uh, you know, someone tries to join the following year after kind of tanking it, you know, the first year. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. The guy. Not only does he uh, put. Not, I, I can understand not putting in a lineup. That happens to everybody. Uh, well, not everybody, but it's going to happen occasionally every year when you have a, an event. You know, of these of these sizes. You know, you have nine teams. You're going to have the occasional. You're going to have the occasional team that just decides. You know, for whatever reason, oops. You know, or something like that. That that that's going to occasionally happen. But somebody that just quits, stops putting in a lineup. The same lineups in there three, four weeks in a row. You know what's going to happen the next five or six weeks. Uh, what do you do? Well, you know what? Yeah, well, I mean. Every um every person that joins the FFPC, we usually just give them a phone call anyway to thank them for joining. And uh, you know, at this you know at the size of our event, you know we have 180 teams this year. If there were let's say two or three teams where this happened and people complained about it, we would obviously know who they are. And if they try to join the following year, I think when, I would probably accept their entry. But when I call them, I would say, you know, last year your team you quit. You know, you didn't you didn't submit a lineup, and we, I would just probably I'd probably make you know just feel them out a little bit. But if they were being you know you know, sarcastic or not really, you know, not sounding like they were going to cooperate, like, well, it's my money, I'll do what I want. We may refuse entry possibly, depending upon the vibe I kind of get from it. I mean, this is a player player type event, and we don't want people quitting, obviously. Um, right. So, but if they were like, you know, yeah, last year I had a bad team, I'm sorry, and, I, you know, it won't happen again, I think, I mean, I think I'd feel comfortable allowing them to play. 
So I guess what I hear you guys saying is, hey, uh, as owners of the event, you encourage participants to go ahead and call you guys, alert you that it's happening, and then you guys uh, that have the that have the contact with the owner can give them a, give them a phone call, give them a ring, and uh, see what's going on. And is that is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's part of our yeah. duties as commissioners, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. If there's somebody that's tanking, if there's somebody that's, uh, I mean, look, we can't force them to to uh, uh, go pick up players. Uh, uh, you know, if their team is totally out of it and they've decided that they they no longer want to be involved, uh, we can't force them to go and pick up players to, let's say, replace an injured or a bye week player. But we can say, look, you know, at least put in a, a legitimate lineup, the, a valid lineup, as valid as you possibly can, and uh, you know, we would expect them to uh, to oblige. Well, I, you know, I, that sounds good, Alex. I, I mean, that really does. Um, so, but cool. You're welcome to get your own team next year for for our event. You know, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, like, I think we might try that in our uh, NFFC league. Let's just give uh, let's give those guys a call and see if they can't uh, let's let's see if they can't get something done about that. Because I'd like to uh, I'd like to see that guy at least uh, put in a lineup. <laughs> Uh, Alex, uh, we've got your player prop segment here. We're a little bit behind, so we're going to try to get these as quick as we can from you. Uh, you've got uh, the player props. You were on fire last week. Were you 19 and six? Uh, 19 and six, sir. Wow. Let's let's get another week like that for some of the listeners. Who uh, who are your uh, who are your top uh, prop plays this week? Well, I have uh, 25 plays. I, I've been listing all my plays uh, prior to the weekend on uh, the FFBC message board. So. Anyone's welcome to follow along. I've listed 25 of them this week. I'll give you three of some of the the ones that I consider the better ones. Um, number one, I have Breston, our friend Breston, who's been mentioned earlier on the show. Under yes, five and, yes, under five and a half receptions uh, this weekend. I like him to get under five and a half receptions this weekend. Uh, the reasoning for this is uh, anytime. Uh, number three wide receiver, even in Arizona, even uh, with a quarterback like Kurt Warner, uh, anytime the total is five and a half on a number three wide receiver on a team, I'm going to take the under. Thank you very much. And um, no matter who that that person that player is, uh, the number two play I have Ronnie Brown over one and a half receptions. Uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, two receptions for any running back is really doable. not that much to expect. Yep, doable. Uh, especially in a in a game situation like the one in Denver. I think the total in that game is what, like 48, 49? Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so expect that to be shootout. So I see Ronnie Brown getting two receptions, you know, a pretty good chance of that happening. And staying on the uh, running back receiving um, uh, with the running back receptions, I uh, have Marion Barber over three and a half receptions against the Giants. I mean, this is a guy, I think he caught 11 receptions one point this year or 10 or something in the game. And, uh, you know, right now Felix Jones is not, not is, uh, is, uh, injured and not playing. And for this guy to get four receptions, I think, uh, he could, you know, he could do it on a single drive and consider the Giants against the Giants, and considering that the Giants uh, should be in control of that game early and throughout, uh, yeah. I think they'll give uh, Barber a chance to uh, get a lot of receptions in, the, in the, you know, trying to come back against the Giants. 
and that's a game, and that's a game you're going to, right, Alex? That's a game I'm going to. My uh, lovely wife uh, uh, has given me uh, uh, earlier this year gave me uh, a birthday present for my 40th birthday, 50 yard uh, 50 yard line tickets. So I'll be there. Uh huh. So looking Very looking cool. forward to that. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to that. I'm a big Giant fan. So the three plays there, Brixton under five-and-a-half receptions, Ronnie over one-and-a-half receptions, Marion Barber three over three-and-a-half receptions. You guys heard it here first. Uh, that's Alex Kaganowski with the player props for the week. Dave Gerzak, number four overall in the NFFC slash NBC Challenge. Uh, guys, uh, the owners of the Fantasy Football Players Championship, you can uh, see their event at www.theffpc.com. Uh, $75,000 top prize this year. Uh, they have announced uh, the big announcement. You guys want to uh, let the, every, uh, all our listeners uh, know about uh, what you guys announced on the message board this week? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we, we've started to think about our 2009 season, uh, and one of the things that we've decided on was uh, that we're going to limit entries uh, at 300. Um, that's uh, similar to what we what we did last year, but Realistically, we did not expect to get to 300. We got to 180. Uh, we really do expect to, to get pretty close to 300 next year. And uh, so, but the, the reason why we did it is is because we just wanted to uh, to let all of the, the participants know that it's it's really not an open-ended event. You know, we we are trying to keep it limited. We are trying to keep it uh, to let them know that you know they're not gonna they're not gonna go up against the uh, you know, we're not going to try to, you know, fill it up as much, with as many players as we can. And we'll try to keep it uh, friendly and exclusive to a certain degree. Awesome. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like a good plan. Uh, it's going to be an exclusive event. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We appreciate your time, and uh, good luck with your, uh, your lineups this week. Thank you very much. Hey, Dave, Alex, uh, we do appreciate you coming on, and uh, we look forward to maybe talking to you next week. All right, hopefully I won't go 0-3 with these picks like I did two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Right. Okay. Bye, guys. That was Dave uh, Gerzak and Alex Kaganowski from the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Really appreciate those guys uh, coming on the show. Uh, Mike, we're we're already behind here. Uh, we've got all these games to break down. I'm going to just, uh, instead of breaking down those games that we don't have a lot of time for, tell you what, we've got buys this week. On buys are the Panthers, Saints, Chargers, and Niners. For those of you Gore yeah. and LT owners, you have Gore, you have LT, uh, you, and you have Reggie Bush. Of course, he's on by or, and, he, and he's out. But you need a starter this week. Here it is, Mike. Who is it? It's Tim Hightower. Touchdown, Tim Hightower. You have to go with him. Uh, it's going to be – he's going to be with you uh, every step of the way. Emmitt Smith – or not Emmitt Smith. Uh, Edgerick James – it's not getting any carries at all. They've scaled back. Uh, they're going to they're going to the rookie Tim Hightower. Uh, so you pretty much got to go with him. And not only just in the last couple of weeks, but since the start of the year, uh, Tim Hightower has been the guy. Yeah, I like that play. Uh, teams are looking for uh, somebody to start this week, and uh, that might just be the uh, the option that they're looking for. Now, for those of you Steve Smith owners needing a starter, here it is. I told you guys you'd be surprised at who I was going to give you. Um, and my my start of the week is Rasheed Davis, uh, Chicago Bear. He's got a great matchup uh, against the against the lowly Lions. 
Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you what, this, this piggybacks here on to the, for those of you Drew Brees owners uh, or Phillip Rivers owners out there, if you have, uh, if you have the option, uh, Orton is the play this week. Uh, Orton is the play against the Lowly Lions. And if, and if you want one more, you've got, uh, you've got Pennington against the Broncos. I mean, those are guys that you can plug in this week. You probably won't skip a beat. You're playing the Broncos. You're playing the Lions. Get those guys in your lineups. Uh, Rasheed Davis isn't a huge uh, target guy, but he's got four, four or five uh, targets last week. But this is the week to get him in your lineup. Uh, the Lions can't stop anybody, and that's what we talked about Ted Ginn earlier. Nobody on the Broncos will be able to stop anybody that throws the ball for the Dolphins. Uh, the Broncos are just a uh, horde against the pass. Uh, but one thing what? about it, Scott, is uh, yeah. one thing about it is Kyle Orton. I, this guy has been very impressive. Uh, whether it's to Olsen was to Rasheed Davis, uh, even Marty Booker has stepped up. I mean, you've got guys on the Bears that they're showing up week after week, and uh, the uh, Purdue alum, I mean, he's, doing, he's getting the job done. So you, you, can't, you can't knock down Orton for getting the job done. So uh, it's Rasheed Davis, Marty Booker, Greg Olson. I mean, these guys are getting it done, and uh, the Bears are, well, the Bears – so I don't know. I, they're getting it done. So I don't know, Scott. See what happens. Well, real quick, we're we're real short of time here. You've got uh, you've, you've got other games that uh, look decent. Uh, Ernest Graham. Uh, it's the Ernest Graham show this week, fantasy wise. I'd bench Antonio Bryant this week. Uh, Bo and Gonzalez are starts unless you are really really deep. Uh, and Bradley might have been a pickup in a lot of leagues this week as well. But just don't count on him for much, uh, especially against the Bucks. You know, the Jets-Buffalo game start killer this week. Franks and Baker are both likely out. The Jets still allow the yards through the air. Uh, and it's time for my sneaky play, another sneaky play of the week. Uh, oh, James boy. Harding. James Harding with Josh Reed out. He'll get his, uh, he'll get his this week against the Jets. Uh, like I said earlier, he's played over 50% of the snaps, and this is about the time a couple rookie receivers start figuring things out. Uh, Lynch and Evans are obviously much starts, uh, but I think the Jets win this game. It's another road upset. Uh, You've got uh, you've got a lot of games we could break down, but I tell you what, we've got uh, another segment that we love to start here. Uh, Mike, it's time to play Survivor Island, where we help our listeners survive this week in their Survivor pool. Uh, Survivor pools are going on everywhere you look, and last week we had John Wright from Indianapolis on the show, and he's back with us again this week. Uh, cool. John, you're 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 still alive, my man. Uh, great call on the desk last week. Were you a little scared there? Very much so. <laughs> I was thinking of you when uh, when when they put that uh, last drive together, and I I just imagine you you had your popcorn, or you're sitting there at the edge of your seat, and you see Cole's tiptoe right there in the edge of the goal line, man, and you're still alive. I know it. Tyler Thigpen uh, really uh, made us sweat. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, John, this is a huge contest you're in. Uh, how many teams got knocked out last week? About 900. So uh, I think it puts us down to 700 or so. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn it over to Mike. To, I'm going to turn it over to Mike to give you his power pick on Survivor Island, and then I'll give you mine. Mike. Great. I'll tell you what, John. Uh, you and I both were sweating it out. Uh, I took the Jets, and uh, I'm sitting there at about 3:30 in the afternoon. I'm going, okay. The Jets are behind. Now, how is this happening? Um, so I'm kind of sweating it myself, and. Uh, once uh, once the Jets scored, I was like, okay, thank goodness. I'll move on to the next week. Uh, of course, there's only three of us left out of the 40 that started, but 
I'm going to go ahead and take Chicago this week. Uh, you know, it seems like the logical pick. You know, Detroit, well, they're the Lions, but it's it's the only pick that I could take without taking other teams that I've already taken. So um, what do you think, John? I mean, I like Chicago, 13-point uh, favorites at home. Uh, I've got to – I've got to consider the fact that our contest is almost certainly going into week 18. Chicago is quite possibly going to win that division over Green Bay and uh, host a playoff game in week 18 where they'll probably be favored again. So Chicago's definitely, uh, in my mind, the uh, the best lock of this week, but I might have to go with someone else and save them. Hmm. Well, right. Mike kind of stole my thunder, too. If I were you, I don't take a risk here. There's absolutely no risk in taking Chicago uh, at 12.5. The over-under is 43. Detroit is absolutely awful. Uh, Gus Farratt's the only quarterback the Lions have uh, faced this season who has not set a career-high passer rating against them. Uh, the Lions have only one interception all year. You take the Bears. Uh, and you don't look back. But I, I understand you've got uh, – this, this challenge is a little bit different, uh, Mike. The, the teams do make it into the playoffs, and if they make it into the playoffs, if you don't have a team that's in that playoff wild card round, uh, you're out. Yep. So and, who are you uh, going with? I, you know, I haven't uh, decided yet, but I'm leaning, uh, leaning toward Jacksonville at Cincinnati. So tell me what you think about that. Tell me what you think about me. He's picking a road team. Uh I mean, hmm. Jacksonville's quite possibly not going to make the AFC playoffs. And uh, even if they are, I'm probably not going to pick them on the road in Week 18. Yeah. So uh, I've got no reason not to pick them now, except that they play Detroit next week. And so Just I, you know, I can thought, John, has, uh, has Cincinnati won a game? No. Just food right. for thought. Yeah, they haven't won a game. We talked about this earlier in the week, John. Uh, you know, I, I'm always scared to take that team that's really hungry. You could have the, you could have that owner speech at the beginning of the game that they say, "Look, we've got tickets. We've got this place uh, almost sold out again. They're they're coming here to see you. We haven't won a game. We have to give them something back." Uh, and it's that type of speech that you know the NFL is all about. Who wants it more? Now Cincinnati allows 150 yards on the ground. Uh, I think it will be the MJD show. It won't be much else to talk about here. The line is seven and a half where I've seen it, and the over/under is forty. So they're they're looking like there's not going to be a lot of offense on the Cincinnati side of the ball, unless you really trust Fitzpatrick, and I don't. But it's uh, it's one of those games where you know they're due. They have to they have to eventually win. No team goes zero and sixteen. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those cross your fingers picks. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, if I can convince myself that Green Bay is going to win that division, uh, then Chicago's a pretty easy pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the play myself, and it's interesting that uh, all of us all of us are on that game as the uh, as as the unquestioned lock. But uh, you you got to do what you got to do, John. Best of luck, man. I I, I don't uh, expect you to call call out your team here and uh, jinx you, but uh, we're rooting for you to to keep moving on. And that's uh, remind the everyone what that contest is. It's at rtsports.com. And the top prize there is $25,000. Yes, sir. Man, we're, we're rooting for you, John. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. We'll be on next week. Yep, hopefully. Hey, John, uh, week. We, we, expect, we expect to listen uh, and hear from you next week because it's going to be awesome. That means we keep moving on and moving on. So good luck, yes, man. Yes, sir. We, for you. Thanks, All right, guys. John. Take care, man. Work. 
That was John Wright of Indianapolis. He's still alive in the survivor pool. He's used, uh, just re real quick recap here, he used Pittsburgh, Arizona, the Giants, New Orleans, Carolina, Minnesota, Houston, and the Jets. Those are two nice plays there that he's used, and uh, so we're, we're recommending to take, take Chicago. Uh, we've got the Dr. Dish on the line with us. Uh, well, you know, I don't know how much time we have to break down the Louisville-Kentucky game today. We've still got our five packs to pick. But it wouldn't be red versus blue if we didn't take a few minutes to break down the Kentucky and Louisville games this week. Again, we have back on the air Dr. Dish. Happy Halloween, guys. The doctor! Uh, again, like... Break down for Dr. What's up, doctor? Louisville's a big road favorite, but we've seen these Orangemen last year at home, and it wasn't very pretty oh, at all. It was downright ugly. Yeah, we come in, we wouldn't, shouldn't have had the big head last year, and we had them at home, and after we lost a couple games or previously, we thought we had them. They thought it was a walkover game, and they come in and put about 30 points on us in the first half and uh, the first quarter almost. But, uh, no, I, I think our defense this year I have a little surprise for them. I think you saw we were probably were ranked number five in the football bowl subdivision against the run. We're only allowing 75 yards a run. And I think we only gave up eight yards last week against uh, South Florida, and that was really, uh, really was a nice surprise. Well, nice. South Florida we just got beat by Cincinnati. Whoop I know, I know that didn't help either. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to raise the roof now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, Cincinnati's better than you gave them credit for. I, I, we got to play them yet this year, and I, that'll be a good game. I've got, you know, Neil. I've got to do all I can do right now because when when we're talking Big East basketball, that get that is the big beast. Oh my, the that's big all we're talking about. Is the big there. least. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's what... I've seen a poll oh, today where they had too. a little number three in it, you know, behind uh, North Carolina and Connecticut. He's thought, jealous. Well, He's jealous. I, yeah, I am jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. When we're talking red versus blue, which I hope everybody continues to uh, tune into because we're going to have a lot of fun with this translating from uh, football to basketball. And I'm going to hang in there, but... The Big East is the big beast when it comes to to basketball. But we'll talk about football. And, by the way, um, let's see here, Doctor. What do you got? What do you got with Louisville today well, or tomorrow? I, I really like we, – we had some bad news this week. We lost uh, Scott Long come back last week and got two touchdowns against South Florida. And then he was practicing Tuesday and he tore, I think, the meniscus in his knee and he's out for the year. So now we've yeah. got to pick up the slack for him. He was our number one receiver uh, uh, coming into this year. Hurt, he broke a, broke a bone in his foot. Was that first couple games, and we got him back for one good game, and then he's out again. So yeah. we're going to have to depend a lot That's more on our defense. That's too bad with an injury. You, you never like to see that happen. No, never no, like no, to see no. that happen. Mike, we're running out of time. What you got on the Mississippi State game? All right. Yeah, let me go real quick. Uh, I'm going to break down last week's game. Okay, I broke it down. Uh, <laughs> it was bad. Thank goodness I was watching the Breeders' stuff instead of that debacle and the, the you know, slap of the Gators on Kentucky. Uh, I think Cobb is going to start a quarterback, and uh, yes. could be a difference. UK needs, you know, they need a difference. Uh, when it comes down to third and four or five, Cobb could be the guy, but uh, who's going to throw to? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things going to happen in this game, and I expect Kentucky to uh, be aggressive. I expect Afonso Smith, the run game, to be aggressive. And uh, they, they've got to make something happen. But 
I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still positive and thinking positive, so uh, that, that's all we can do, Scott. Well, let's get right down uh, to our Against the Spread contest. It's where we pick a five-pack. It's time for our already legendary contest where someone Feels will... Feels lean? <laughs> where someone will rightfully claim... I am the smartest man alive! Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Scott. How you doing on this one? Game one is Louisville minus 13 at Syracuse. I'm taking Syracuse for the cover. Mike, who you got? I've got Louisville minus 13 easy. Neil, who you got? Yeah, I'm Doctor? going with U of L, too. I think uh, they'll get revenge this week. And who does Rachel have? Louisville minus 13. All right. Game two is Kentucky at Mississippi State. Mississippi State minus two and a half. Scott, uh, I've got Mississippi State uh, laying it to Kentucky. Neil, uh, Dr. Dish, who you got? I'm going to go with Mississippi State, too. I think Kentucky's got too many players hurt. All right, Mike. That leads a lot of players hurt. Rachel takes uh, Kentucky plus two and a half. And I've got Kentucky plus, plus two and a half. Absolutely. All right. That's how I like to hear it. We're both on opposite sides. Uh, <laughs> the game three is Dallas at the Giants. Giants minus nine. Witten's a game-time decision. Uh, without him, they're terrible. I take the G-men. Doctor, who you got? I'm taking the G-men, too. I don't think without without uh, Witten they, they, and without their quarterback, I don't think he's playing either, is he? Uh, they're starting quarterback. Uh, Rachel likes Giants minus nine. Uh, I like Dallas plus nine because Dallas was without Witten all week last week. So, what's the harm? True. I take Dallas plus nine. They weren't playing the Giants. At home. And Rachel, who does Rachel play? He took the Giants. Giants. They might be Giants, boy. They might be Giants, boy. All right, we've got uh, New England and Indy at Indy minus six. Big game for the Colts this week. Joseph Adai is back, and more importantly, the heart and soul of the defense. Bob Sanders is back. I've lost with him every week. I've taken Indy. I'm taking him again. Doctor, who you got? I'm going to go with Indy, too. I think uh, New England isn't near the team they were, and the Indies need to, need to come back from that loss of Tennessee. Yeah, they're going to give it to Indy. Rachel takes uh, Indy, minus six. And uh, Mike Teasy in the Heasy takes New England, plus the six. I'm tired of taking Indy. New yeah, England, plus six. The Monday Nighter, Game 5, Pittsburgh at Washington. Washington's at home, but only a one-and-a-half point favorite. Over under 36-and-a-half here. Fast Willie Parker is back, but Santana Moss is banged up again. Portis has been carrying the rock way too much. He's due to break down. Uh, Dick LeBeau is flat-out getting it done. I take the Steelers. Uh, Mike, who you got? Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right, Dr. Dish. I go with Pittsburgh, too. I think they're much the better team. With them, and now. Rachel? That's who Rachel's at, Pittsburgh. Oh, the clean sweep. Wow, okay. Well, in other news, we're just about out of time. Uh, you've got another big game in the college football on Saturday. Number one, Texas, against uh, number seven, oh, Texas Tech. Tech. Oh, great game. Both game, both teams are uh, undefeated. They mm-hmm. routed the Jayhawks last week, 63-21. to 21. Watch out for Michael Crabtree, folks. I'm going with that. Uh, he's a beast. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Texas, they're only a three-point favorite in this, and uh, Texas Tech can score, score, score. I'll tell you another game, Scott, is going to be uh, Georgia and Florida. That's going to be mm. a lot of fun at 3.30, a lot of fun to watch. Is that at Florida? That's at Georgia, and uh, that's uh, that's definitely uh, some, some bad blood there. No Sean Moreno, the Georgia running back, he's the real deal, and he will be taken ahead of Chris Wells as the number one back in the draft. That's my prediction. 
um, against LSU last week, rushing for 163 yards and a touchdown on 21 carries. Matt Stafford is on fire. Georgia's playing great right now. Uh, but there's some bad blood after that celebration last year on the field. I don't know if you guys remember that, but the coach had the entire Georgia team go out on the field and celebrate after that touchdown. And uh, they I'll remember it. I'll remember it. Penalties. That's for leading their division. Players, the players don't forget it. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, guys, I tell you what. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, we're, we were just about out of time. Mike, I want to thank uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, participating and uh, loved it, loved it, Neil and uh, Scott, love everything that we're doing, and uh, we'll just keep on moving on. Yeah, and thanks guys for having me on. You all have a happy Halloween. I root your teams in there this week, and good luck. Well, thanks again, everybody. Ooh, uh, just remember, there is no struggle, there is no progress. I'm Scott. He's Mike. Join us next week for Red versus Blue. So long, everybody. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Welcome to Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Home of the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You in our house right now. Who we don't try that up in here. Come on.
show this week, guys. We appreciate you sticking around. We have Jules McClain, the number one fantasy player in all the world right now. She'll be on the show with us next week. She's on absolute fire. Uh, this is versus Blues Sports Talk Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.